Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Say, want a brand new breakfast idea? Then get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Yes, indeed. Try the brand new cereal assortment with ten individual packages in all. Four Wheaties, four Cheerios, two Kicks. All top favorites and all extra fresh. Yes, it's fun to take your pick from Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get that tray today. And now, the Betty Crocker Cereal Tray presents... The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato... Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure of The Rule of Three. Fun doubled and tripled. That's the kind of eating fun you get in the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Yep, three-way breakfast fun. Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. All three in ten separate individual-sized packages. All in one handy carton. That's the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Each morning you open a fresh package. Wheaties, Cheerios, or Kicks. Try it. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray. big airliner was on the beam southbound for Ecuador. The day was clear. The flight was steady. Then smoke was noticed coming from the baggage compartment in the rear. The passengers were at first more curious than afraid. In fact, there was no time for fear. of the plane was headline news for one edition of the Daily Sentinel. There were no facts available for a follow-up story except the verified casualty list, which lay on the desk of Britt Reed, the publisher. Well, the same old routine, Miss Case. The authorities are investigating. And that's probably the last we'll hear of it. I suppose there's not much to investigate after a crash like that. No survivors, not much of the plane left. You saw the statements from those men on the ground. Yes, couple of farmers. They said the tail of the plane just seemed to fly apart in midair. Yeah. Well, I don't see anyone I know on this casualty list. There's only one man from the city. A fellow named Morris. Have Axford or someone check on him. See if he has any relatives. We've already checked. He hasn't. He was on his way to South America for the DeMargo Corporation. Oh, the DeMargo Corporation, huh? They have extensive nitrate holdings. Yes, I know. I've heard about John DeMargo. He's nearly on the rocks. Uh, 
This is the DeMarco Corporation. Good morning. Oh, just a moment, please. I'll connect you. Good morning, DeMarco Corporation. Just a moment. I'll connect you with the laboratory. Pardon me, young lady. Oh, yes, sir. Here's my card. I'd like to see Mr. DeMarco. Just a moment, sir. Oh, there's a Mr. Ransom to see you, Mr. DeMargo. He's from the, the Time Insurance Company. I have a settlement for the death of Ralph Morris. Oh, yes, sir. Go right in, Mr. Ransom. He's expecting you. Thank you. DeMargo Corporation, good morning. Come in, Ransom. Come in. Thank you. Didn't take you long to get here after your phone call? Well, I came right over. I called first to make sure you were in. I wanted to deal with you personally. This is my head chemist, Mr. Finch. Glad to know you, Mr. Ransom. How do you do, sir? I uh, have a check here payable to the DeMargo Corporation. It's a full settlement on the policy of Ralph Moore's. $25,000. Uh, poor compensation for a man's life, huh, Finch? Indeed it is. If you'll just sign this release, Mr. DeMargo. Uh, yes, yes, of course. Has anyone found out what caused that accident? I don't know, Mr. Finch. I, I don't know any more about it than you do. There you are, Ransom. Thank you. Thank you. I'll uh, leave my card in case you're interested in insurance of a different type. Well, I may be. If I am, I'll call you. Uh, fine. Good day, sir. Good day, Good day. Mr. Ransom. $25,000. Look at it, Finch. It couldn't have come at a better time. If that plane had left on schedule, we wouldn't have had this check. No? I was at the airport to see Morris off. His plane was an hour late. We were walking around the terminal to kill time and just happened to see a slot machine that sold insurance for the flights. I put some coins into the thing to see how it worked. More curiosity than anything else. That made the company the payee. Here's what we have to show for it. It's a lot more than Ralph Morris was worth. Yes, it is. But on the other hand, I'll have to send three men to South America to take his place. If you'd had three of our men on the plane that crashed and each one insured to the limit... Hmm. $75,000. Finch, let's go to your workroom. I want to discuss something very private. It was ten days later when Brett Reed and his friend, Police Commissioner Higgins, were in the Civic Club at luncheon time. They had been talking about generalities when John DeMargo passed their table. How do you do, gentlemen? Oh, hello, DeMargo. How do you do? There goes the man who's on thin ice. Oh, DeMargo? Yes. His nitrate firm made a lot of money during the war, but he wasn't too careful with the contracts he had with the government. He had to return a lot of his profits. Yes, I know that. He lost just about all he had left in the wheat market. If it hadn't been for that airline crash a week or so ago, you'd have had to shut down his laboratory. Just a minute, Commissioner. What do you mean? He was sending a man down to South America to try to negotiate some contracts. Yes, a fellow named Ralph Morris. He was killed. The death paid off. DeMargo collected $25,000 insurance. Oh, so that's it. Didn't you know? Well, I know he's been advertising in the Daily Sentinel. Figured he was getting cash from somewhere, but I didn't think much about it. I've been noticing his ad, Britt, and wondering what he's up to. It's a pretty good ad. Two columns. It's been running for over a week. Yes. Well, what about it, Commissioner Higgins? Well, 
Is it that hard for him to find a man to replace Ralph Morris? It shouldn't be. <laughs> Maybe the Sentinel is slipping. Maybe you're not getting results for your advertisers. <laughs> you know, you've given me something to think about. I'm going to check on that ad as soon as I get back to the office. Miss Case, you haven't been out on a story for some time. That's too true, Mr. Reed. I've just sent for Miss Tummins from the advertising department. I want you to hear what she has to say, and it may lead to an assignment for you. Well, here's hoping. Yes, Mr. Reed. Oh, please come in, Miss Tummins. How long have we been running this ad for the DeMargo Corporation? The ad? Now, this one. Young man wanted for a career in South America. Must be unattached and unencumbered. Veterans preferred, college education desirable, but not necessary. Well, there's a lot more to it, but you're familiar with it, aren't you? Oh, yes, sir. It seems to me I've seen this in the paper for several days. This is the seventh day we've run it, Mr. Reed. Well, what's the matter? Are we getting results for DeMargo? He's hard to suit. He's getting a lot of applicants, but only about one man out of 20 can qualify for the work he has in mind. Even so, it, it shouldn't be necessary for DeMargo to run the ad as long as this to get a man for work in South America. A man? Mr. Reed, he's hired several. One of his new employees flew to South America yesterday. You say he's hired several. Do you know how many? No, sir. But apparently he intends to hire even more. That doesn't sound like a corporation that's practically on the rocks. I don't know about that, Mr. Reed. They ordered the advertising and we're giving it to them. And they seem to be satisfied with the results they're getting. I suppose if DeMargo's satisfied, I have no cause for complaint. Well, that's all, Miss Timmons. Thank you. Yes, sir. What do you make of it, Miss Case? It sounds like expansion. DeMargo has several men, and he's still advertising. Why? Well, well Mr. Reed, I, I'm sure I don't know. That's your assignment. Huh? Find out. Oh. Well, do you suspect anything underhanded? Where DeMargo's concerned... I'd suspect anything. Such as? I've known of organizations whose chief income is derived from the people they supposedly hire. Now, see if DeMargo's making these young fellows pay anything to get their jobs. I mean, deposit money as evidence of good faith or buy stock in a corporation, something of that sort. Has he ever done anything like that? No. There's always a first time. And when a man as unscrupulous as DeMargo gets as close to bankruptcy as he is... There's no telling what he might try to do. I'll try to talk to some of the new employees and see what I can learn. Good idea, Miss Case. Talk to as many as you can. And get Axford to help you. Well, it sounds like a splendid opportunity for you, Mr. Needham. You bet it is. It's a chance of a lifetime. Mr. DeMargo is sending me right out. I take off next week. Well, now, tell me all about it, Darwin. Well, there's quite a few of us. We're to train for a few weeks and then move to South America. One of the boys is going down there next week. Stock in the DeMargo firm? Do you own any? No, but I'd like to. DeMargo's got big plans. He's training about 20 of us to expand the South American territory. Well, there's the report, Mr. Reed. Yeah, Casey and I pooled our interviews and put the whole report on one paper. You got it right there, Reed. You've both done very well. So far, I can't see any signs of a racket. Nor I, Mr. Reed. 
Not one of those fellows was asked to pay out a dime. And they're all drawing weekly pay. Reed, maybe DeMargo is on the level. Maybe he really is going to expand in South America. It's possible, but hard to believe. One of his men just went to South America, and another is leaving next week by plane. Senor, is that the ocean? Yes, uh, we are just leaving the Florida coast. That is the last you will see of the United States. <laughs> the next land you see will be... our story in just a moment. Say, boys and girls, if you've got a toy train, here's something you need to go with that train. It's the Model City that comes on the Betty Crocker cereal tray, complete with cut-out houses, stores, and other buildings. Just about everything you'd find in a real city. Just think of the fun you can have making your train stop right in the city. And if you get several Betty Crocker cereal trays, you'll have enough houses, stores, and other equipment to make two model cities. Then you can play like you pick up passengers on your train in one city and take them to the other. Besides the buildings which come on the Betty Crocker cereal tray, you'll also get cutouts of autos, fences, garages, and a lot more things. Everything complete, even storage sheds in back of buildings and awnings in front. Easy to build, too. There's no pasting or gluing needed, and many slots are pre-cut. Best of all, different houses and stores come on six different packages. So ask your mom to get a Betty Crocker cereal tray or two from her grocer. Tell her you get all three of those top favorite nourishing cereals, Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks, right in the Betty Crocker cereal tray. <laughs> Now to continue our story. The following day, Commissioner Higgins called on Britt Reed in the young publisher's office. Thought you'd be interested in something I learned a little while ago. Yes? Yeah? One of the DeMargo men was on that plane that crashed. I know it. Did you know he was insured to the limit? No. Are you sure? Yes. With the DeMargo Corporation as the beneficiary. DeMargo will collect another $25,000. Commissioner Higgins, do you think that insurance will be paid? Well, why not? DeMargo can claim that he had an investment in the man. He insured him to protect the investment. Two planes have crashed, and one of DeMargo's men was on each one. Yes. But, of course, uh, another man went to South America, and nothing happened to that plane. Yeah, but two out of three, Commissioner Higgins. Doesn't it look suspicious to you? It certainly does, Britt. But what can be proved... I'd give a lot to be in a position to corner DeMargo and hammer the truth out of him. Yeah, I see. But I can't get the truth. Neither can you. But the, uh, the Green Hornet might. Yes. 
If the Green Hornet calls on DeMargo, it would be smart. I think it might be better to call on his chief chemist, a man named Finch. DeMargo is sharp. He couldn't be cracked. But Finch is a different type of man. Finch? He owns stock in DeMargo's company. And he's high, strong, and emotional. Britt, even if you get the truth, I don't know what you'll do with it. We can't make any use of a confession secured under duress by the Green Hornet. Britt Reed had no plans other than seeing Finch, the chemist. That evening, with his faithful Filipino valet Cato, he went out as the Green Hornet. Here, Cato. Hold this weapon while I unlock the door. Are you sure this is where Mr. Finch lived? Yes. I thought he'd be home, but he hasn't answered the doorbell. Hey, you wait for him inside? That's right. Plenty lights inside. Yes. What the? I don't know. Let me have the gun. Close that door. Oh, it's someone in the room over there. We'll soon find out who it is. Oh, oh there on floor. Finch. Oh, what's the matter with you? I can't take it. This bottle. Finch. Have you taken poison? Oh, you. And mask. Find the telephone. Get a doctor here right away. Oh, yes. No, no. I don't want to live. I'm a murderer. Are you talking about the plane that blew up? All the other passengers, too. I... Talk, Finch. How did you do it? Briefcase locked. A time bomb. A time bomb in a briefcase? I tried to... Tried to back out. You made the bomb? Made several. DeMargo and me. I, I tried to back out. Tried to persuade him to change his mind. Finch. Uh... Finch, listen to me. I'm going to get DeMargo. He's too smart. You can't. Already gotten away with murder. Get away with it again. Again? Two weeks. Oh, oh. Two weeks. Finch. Hello. Hello, this is Dr. Porter? I'll take the phone. You cut off phone. Dr. Porter isn't needed, kiddo. Finch is dead. There's nothing we can do for him. Let's get out of here. Boys, I've called you together to lay the cards on the table. The Margo Corporation has been struck a mighty blow. We not only lost a fine man in the plane tragedy, we lost a beloved associate when Mr. Finch mistakenly took heart tablets in place of sleeping pills. But we must carry on. Men have died in behalf of the DeMargo Corporation. And their deaths must not have been in vain. I propose to send three of you fellows out next Monday. Our South American office is desperately in need of help. You must go with insufficient training and do your best. Are we going by plane? There have already been two plane crack-ups. What about the rule of three? When I hired you men, I told you that you'd be sent to a country that was steeped in superstition. There was no place in the DeMargo Corporation for superstitious individuals. Do any of you want to back out? Very well, then. I'll name the men who are to leave by plane next Monday night.
called Commissioner Higgins, Mr. Reed, but he was on another line. He'll call back. Oh, thanks, Miss Case. I wondered if you'd seen this article. More DeMargo men leaving for South America next Monday. Yes, I saw it. Mr. DeMargo was sending three men on this plane. Yes. You know, I can't stop thinking of the rule of three, Mr. Reed. There have already been two explosions. I don't believe in the rule of three. I've been wondering if DeMargo has all three of those men insured. If something happened on this flight... Miss Case, I think there'll be a lot of activity on this flight. Excuse me. Oh, that's the commissioner. Hello? Hello, Brett. You called me? Yes, Commissioner Higgins. You said something about going to Florida for a little vacation. I, um, I recommend the plane that leaves for South America next Monday night. It stops at Miami. Three of DeMargo's men will be on that plane. Do you suspect that DeMargo will make a bid for $75,000? Things may happen on that flight. There'll be some risk. If you're willing to take that risk, you may get a confessed murderer. What's your plan? Here it is. I'll give you the details so you'll know what to expect. On Monday night, a couple of hours before plane time, the Green Hornets and Cato once more moved into action. They went to the home of John DeMargo and made an entrance through a rear window. DeMargo was at the telephone. All set, huh? Glad to hear it, Hanley. Now, remember, I'm trusting you with some very valuable documents. Keep that briefcase right with you at all times. And when you get to Ecuador, hand it to Mr. Gonzalez. He has the key to open it. <laughs> very well, Hanley. Happy landings. Happy landings. <laughs> Let's see. Three times 25,000. Stop there. That mask. The Green Hornet. I have something for you, DeMargo. Take it. Oh, guys, act very quick on him. I gave him a heavy dose, Cato. I want him to stay unconscious for some time. Yes, sir. Now give me a hint. I'm going to get him to the car. Then we'll visit Jack Dayton. On the way to Jack Dayton's home with the unconscious form of John DeMargo and the Black Beauty... Britt Reed paused at a drugstore long enough to telephone a private hospital. Yes, an ambulance, please, right away. The name is Dayton, Jack Dayton. The address, 3417 14th Avenue. At Dayton's home, the masked man rang the doorbell. Dayton answered. What's the mask mean? Sorry, Dayton, but you're not going to South America. You're going to take a nap. What's the idea? Put that gun down. Sorry, but your nap is going to save a lot of lives. Here come ambulance you sent for. Just in time, Cato. You think men in white coat take DeMargo to plane in place of Dayton? No, Cato. We'll have to gas the men in the ambulance and leave them here with Dayton. And we'll have to leave the Black Beauty in the alley until we get back. Where we go, Mr. Brett? You and I are going to wear the white coats and drive the ambulance. Who's the man who was carried on board, stewardess? Mr. Dayton. Is that his name? Yes, Commissioner Higgins. He's still sleeping. <laughs> That's one way to travel without getting airsick, eh, ever. <laughs> yes, sure is. I didn't know Dayton drank. It's not fun. Oh, now, don't get sore, lady. Still begrudge a man a farewell party, do you? I've been on this job three years. I thought I'd seen everything. But this is the first time I've had a passenger brought on board on a stretcher. What are you doing for him, stewardess? 
just keeping him covered. He'll probably be all right by the time I reach Miami. Uh, where am I? He's coming to. He's away. Oh, I better go to him. We're in the air. How did I get here? Oh, please, Mr. Dayton. My name isn't Dayton. I'm John DeMargo. Hey, it's the boss. What's he doing here? I didn't know he was coming. He seems as surprised as the rest of us. Get me off this plane. Get me off, do you hear? Now, please, Mr. DeMargo. How did I get here? You came to the airport by ambulance. There's a mistake. There's a terrible mistake. Get me off this plane. I'm sorry, sir, but that's quite out of the question. Now, take it easy, boss. You'll be all right. Henley, the briefcase. I've got it right here. It's perfectly safe. Well, this is a surprise, DeMargo. I didn't expect to find you on board in this condition. Higgins, you here? Oh, just a little junket, a few days in Florida. I've got to get off. I've got to get out of this plane. My first stop is my end. No, no, that's too late. That's too late, I tell you. In the name of mercy, land this plane. Land it, you hear? I don't want to die. Nonsense. Now, if you'll just lie back, I'll get you a drink of water. No, no, let me up. That bag. That bag. You mean this? Get rid of it, do you hear? Throw it overboard. Get rid of it. What's the matter with that bag? It's a bomb. It's a bomb. Time to explode. What do you mean? Is that what happened on those other flights? The first one, no, no, not the first one, but the second one. A bomb like that one in the bag. You know all about it, eh? You planted the bomb, eh, DeMargo? You wanted to crack up another plane and collect insurance. I admit it, I confess. Just get rid of the bomb. Save me, save me. Oh, I don't want to save Take it easy, DeMargo. That briefcase is harmless. What's that? Before we left the airfield, the police removed the bomb with your man Handley's cooperation. That's right, you dirty crook. He won't kill any more of us. Stewardess, I want the pilot to radio the chief of police in Miami meet the plane at the airport and pick up a murderer. Yes, sir. I don't know how I got here. I don't know, I tell you. You dirty rat. The last thing I remember, I, I was home. I, I looked up, a man was there. A masked man. It was the Green Hornet. The next day, the Sentinel had headlines of a different nature. Well, there's the story, Mr. Reed. DeMargo admits part in multiple murders. Air disaster solved. And look at this. Higgins credits the Green Hornet. He's not the <laughs> only one who credits the Green Hornet. I wonder what Dayton will think when he reads that headline. And I wonder what those men who rode in the ambulance will think. Well, I bet they had a lot of questions to ask when they regained consciousness in Dayton's home. Well, they found the ambulance parked at the curb just as they'd left it. Minus gasoline enough to go to and from the airport. If you'll okay that headline, Mr. Reed, I'll take it to the composing room. Oh. What do you think, Miss Case? I? Oh, Mr. Reed, you know it's okay with me. young woman looking for a career, go to your nearest hospital and require about enrolling as a student nurse. If accepted, you'll receive a professional education at very little cost. Then upon graduation, you are qualified for many jobs, airlines, foreign service, private duty, teaching, armed forces, and others. Your nurse's training will be helpful in your married life, too. So take advantage of this opportunity. Go to your nearest hospital and find out about a career in nursing. You've been listening to The Green Hornet, 
Brought to you by the Betty Crocker Cereal Tray. The cereal assortment of individual packages of Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. Homemakers, here's the most important cake baking news since the discovery of baking powder. Betty Crocker of General Mills announces Chiffon Cake, the first really new cake in 100 years. More delicate than angel food, richer tasting than butter cake. Watch for the March issue of McCall's Better Homes and Gardens and Ladies' Home Journal containing the recipe. Watch for your grocer's soft as silk cake flour display, too, for information on how to make this unbelievable cake. New in taste, new in texture, made with, here's the surprise, salad oil such as Wesson or Mazzola and soft as silk cake flour. Be with us again next week at the same time when General Mills will again present The Green Hornet. This is a George W. Trendle production, directed by Charles D. Livingston and written by Fran Stryker. The part of The Green Hornet is played by Jack McCarthy. This copyrighted feature originates in Detroit, and all characters, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Al Neal speaking. Tomorrow night, at the same time over many of these same stations, there will be another mile-a-minute story of the early West when the Lone Ranger rides again. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.